0: Hi, I'm Dominic Insignius, leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move. So I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We uh, we started a series last week called "Before We Leave." And it was, uh, it it started as an idea of kind of reflective at the end of the year. And there's something special about coming to the end of the year and then having a a fresh start to the beginning of the year. And sometimes if we get too excited, we're, we're, we're looking forward to what's next. We're looking forward to the beginning of 2022. So we just have a few thoughts before we leave. Before we leave this season, before we leave this year, before we leave what has happened this past year behind, last year we, or sorry, last last week, we started this series with an idea of not forgetting what God has done, right? There's something about looking forward and what is next, and that is exciting, but we don't want to forget the amazing things that God has done, that God has done in our life, in our family, the amazing things God has done in our faith, in our marriages, in our parenting, the jobs that some of us have been able to take this year, the amazing things that God has done we don't want to forget. And today what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about how this past year, before we leave, what has the impact of community been? We use that word a lot at the heart about being a community when I describe what the heart is to people, uh, the, the, the familiar word for people is, uh, is church. So I do say church because if you just tell people we're a community of people, that sounds a little cultish. Uh, you know, we're not really ready for that yet. So I do say church, <laughs> church community, to let people know that it's more than just a place we come to stare at a person, talk. I mean, I, I mean, that sounds silly. That's literally what we're doing right now, but you know what I mean. We talk about community a lot because community for us is bigger than a Sunday morning. Community for us is bigger than attending service on a Sunday. In fact, we don't call it a service here at the heart, we call it an experience. We like to say that words matter at the heart. So these little things, we're not just trying to be clever. We're trying to change the way we think and talk about community, about an experience on a Sunday. We want you to experience your faith when you come here. We want you to experience community when you come here. And so I want to talk a little bit about how our community, and I don't mean our, when I say our community, I don't mean the heart. I mean our community, where we live, the people we are around, our neighborhood, where we work, our community, and the impact that community has on us, as well as the impact we have on our community, the impact you have on your community. I was thinking about this this week, and for a lot of my life. My favorite people to be around were the people that were like me. (laughs) The people that laughed at the same jokes I did, the people that watched the same movies that I did, the people that thought the same things were, you know, the people who liked the Spurs, uh, you know, they were my people. And for the most part, most of the people I hang around are people like me, people that I'd like to be around. And I forgot to ask her for, uh, for permission. Bertie, I have a story for you, okay? Bertie is a very, very dear friend of mine, my best friend. That's on record now, Bertie. Okay, so now I have permission to tell the story. So when I first, no, it's good. It's, uh, it's a true story of redemption. Bertie, a great friend of mine, when we first started hanging out, I always used to tell her that she had quite an imagination, quite an imagination, Because Bertie thinks the way that she thinks, I'm really giving you the juice here on Bertie, the way that she thinks is she worries about things happening. If I say, hey, we're going to go to the store uh, before, we, before we have a party for the heart, we're having a big party coming up, get ready for them, you guys, everyone's invited, we're going to have a party at the heart, and I'm going to go to the store, and as soon as I say that, Bertie's mind starts to go like, okay, we probably need to get the right route there because we don't want to be late getting to the store because we're going to be late to the party, and if we're going to the store, should we get a couple, two, three more things than we need for the party while we're there if we have the time? You know what? I'll go to the store for you. You stay here. That way you can get ready. I'll get back time to help clean up the house. And that way we're ready for the party. And then after the party, we can make plans to go return the stuff that we didn't use. I'm kind of worried about having more stuff than we need for the party. This is how Bertie's mind works. And, uh, you know, Bertie and I like to give each other a hard time. So I would always tell her like, whoa, that is quite the imagination. I'm not thinking about any of that. And I'm not worried about any of that. And sometimes, Bertie, you can be a little when you're worrying about things that aren't gonna happen. You're worried about things that aren't going to happen. And it was just, see the thing was, it was just different than how I thought. But Bertie's still in my community. Bertie's still a part of our family, a part of Thanksgiving. She's gonna be a part of Christmas, a part of our life, even though sometimes I don't understand why she thinks the way that she does. I wonder for you, in your life, do you have people around you that are like you? Does your community look very much like you? The people that you uh, gravitate to at work, are those people like you? I mean, it's, it's obviously it's very natural for us to find common ground with people. When I meet people for the first time, I try to find common ground so we have something to talk about. I say, hi, how many seasons are you into Yellowstone? You haven't watched it yet? I don't know if we can hang out at all. That's where I'm at with my life. Anybody watching Yellowstone right now? Okay, a few people. You need it in your life. How many episodes into season four are you into Yellowstone? That is how good of friends we can be, depending on that answer. You know, we try to find common ground. We try to look for the the ways that connect us. You know, and I was giving Birdie a hard time a moment ago. There are so many more things that connect us than just that way that we think. But what about the community in our life? What about the people in our life that don't think the way we do? That don't think the way we do? I, in my life, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, this is not a brag. This is not going to be one of those fake brag things. I give people the benefit the benefit of the doubt too much. Does anybody give people the benefit of the doubt too much to where it turns back on you and hurts you? Yeah, okay. That's what I do. Too much. So much so that sometimes it bothers the people around me. Like that's they're taking advantage of you. I'm like, nah, they're a good guy. They're fine. They had a hard time, probably. So much so that I am stopping myself from standing up for myself. I'm stopping myself from creating a healthy boundary. So I think I'm being selfless. I think I'm being nice. I think I'm being kind. And what I'm really doing is keeping myself from being a healthy person who can create and set boundaries. So it's under the guise of being this kind person, but not really. I just don't want to think bad of somebody. So what about the people in your life, the people in your community that don't think like you? Do you make room for people in your life that don't think like you, that don't act like you, that don't talk like you? In this phase, our society is in, our, our world is in, our communities are in. We're very much in a, a category, do you think this or do you think that? Right? Do you believe this or do you believe that? Are you rooting for Texas A&M or are you rooting for, Tex- or for Alabama? That's a big question. You know, the fights last night, were you going from Amanda Nunez? I don't know. That's, I mean, it's a big question. Are you, on, are you on this side or are you on this side? And what I want us to be able to do before we leave is make sure we are understanding the impact that our community has on us, and the impact that we have on our community. So I want to look at a, a, a verse today, a couple of verses that uh, that are written by a man named Paul. We're going to look at the book of Romans. Now, Romans was actually we call it a book, but it's actually a letter a letter to a group of people in Rome. And it's a a long letter, uh, and and what Paul is doing in this letter is he's writing this letter to this group of people in Rome who are followers of the way, okay? That's what they used to call it. It wasn't called Christianity when Jesus was doing it. It was followers of the way, and they were trying to figure out how how to live in this new faith, how to explore this new faith. And so Paul writes this letter to the Romans, and in this letter, he's kind of he's kind of drawn out and expanding and, and going into detail the major themes of the gospel. Gospel is the story that Jesus came to earth, sacrificed himself for our sins, and because he sacrificed himself, now we have righteous standing with God, and we don't have to worry about doing all the all the steps, all the things that religion says to do, because Jesus took care of all that, and now we have a direct connection with God. That is the good news. So he's trying to teach them about that, the things of God. And, and, and we're picking up in a part in Romans 12. This is towards the latter part of, of the letter. And he's talking about the transforming power of the gospel. Talks about the transforming power of the gospel, because there's something about, the good news, something about this idea of what Jesus came to do for us that he wants us to be transformed by, to, ch- to, to allow it to change the way we think, the way we process information, the way we approach a relationship, the way we approach the people around us, the way we approach anger, the way we approach joy, the way we approach sadness. He wants us to be transformed. Now, I I, want to look at this part here. This is verses 4 through 5, and he's talking about our role in the body of Christ. Now, when the Bible refers to or says the body of Christ, what that means is, is the community of people. The body of Christ is a way of saying all of us together. So check out what he says in verses 4 through 5. He's given an example of a group, okay? He says, in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function, and so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. Watch this. This is what he means here. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. We are all vitally joined to one another, with each contributing to the others. This, for me, is what I see a community can be. Joined together with each other. Now, he goes on, and I don't have it up here, but I'm just going to kind of give you a glimpse. He goes on to say, we all have different gifts, things that we can do. Things that we are good at, things that we are gifted at. And not all of us can be gifted with the same thing. Not all of us can like the same thing. Not all of us can be the same thing. Because then we're not a community uh, that has diversity. Now we're just a bunch of people that like the same movies, that think the same things are funny, that are doing the same things on the weekend. The things I want all the people around me to be like. I want people to be like me. Doesn't everybody? said the narcissist with the microphone. I want people to be like me. I want people to think the same things are funny that I think are funny. But according to Paul, according to this idea, this concept here, it works better when we all know what our role is. Now I don't mean your role as in your job. So he goes on, I'll, I'll give you an example. And you guys can look this up on your own too. Later on today, Romans 12, you can kind of read that whole chapter and get a, get a sense of what he's talking about. But he goes on to say, if you have a, a gift for serving, then serve. If you have a gift for teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have a gift of encouraging people, then use that and encourage the people around you. Whatever you are gifted with, use that gift. That's up to you. That's up to us to be able to find that and use that. And it's so interesting. He explores this idea of understanding what our, what our worth is. Many of us And not all the time, go through phases sometimes where we're not sure if we're worth anything. We're not sure if we're helping anybody. We're not sure if we're making a contribution to uh, our family or or, or to uh, uh, our job, to our children, to our parents. We're not sure if we're making a contribution. We're not sure if we're even helping at all. Are we even moving the needle? Are we even doing anything? Does anybody even notice that I'm here? And Paul says, when we gain our confidence from the grace that God has given us then we're not we're not we're not living our life from like do, you know do do are we doing good or are we not if we can find our confidence in what God has given us then it's harder to shake our confidence because when our confidence is in us we can have bad days and good days but when our confidence is in what God has given us then our confidence doesn't come from us it comes from deeper within us what God has put there And that's when we can see the impact that we can have on community. That's what Paul's talking about, is knowing our role, knowing our gift, knowing how we can be a part of our community, the impact of community. Now, I've known Bertie, the friend I mentioned earlier, known Bertie for, is it six years, five years, six years? back when I was in my 20s, and it's not funny, and we've both grown a lot since then. I've shared before uh, here on this platform that uh, a few years ago, I kind of really dug into uh, this, like, this journey of like self-discovery, and I was going through a lot of you know, therapy and mental health, and I've been trying to you know, make myself healthier as much as I can, and sometimes it, sometimes I do well, sometimes I don't. And I dug into this thing called the Enneagram, and it's kind of a way to assess how we approach life and approach situations. And I'm not saying you need to do it. You don't have to if you don't want to, Robert. You don't have to if you don't want to. You can do whatever you want. But what I learned is that my good friend, Bertie, the way that she thinks is she is a planner. She is a worrier. And that is her strength. So I can give her a hard time for having this wild imagination, except when it comes to planning a big party or a big project. And now I'm like, hey, Bertie, what am I missing here? What what am I I, missing? I have this big sweeping idea of, hey, before we leave, and it's gonna be great, here's the three ideas. I'll figure out the details later, but trust me, it's gonna be a great series. And Bertie says, well hold on, what are the steps that you're gonna take in between there? Like, I don't know, I don't have time for that. Now, what Bertie does in, in, in her worrying, in her, in her thinking is helpful to me because now I see the value in it. I want to embrace the way that she thinks that is different from me. Sometimes I do really good at that. Sometimes I don't do so well. But what I have learned, and this has taken years to learn, so this may take you years to learn to embrace the people around you, that we need to embrace, we want to embrace the differences in our community because that diversity is what makes us whole. That diversity is what allows our community to have an impact on us. The actions that we take. If you're taking notes, write this down. The action of one person can impact a community. The actions of one person. Many times we think, I don't know how I can, you know, I don't know what I can do for the, you know, the the county of Hayes. I'm just one person. I don't know if I can make an entire movement happen. I'm just one person. I don't know if I can carry on what God is doing here at the heart. I'm just one person. And I think you'll find that in every major movement throughout human history, they are built off the actions of people. You know, uh, often we talk, when we talk about the heart, it's easy to think of the heart as an organization organization. It's easy to think of the heart as, well, the heart does that. But really, when you look at the heart, it's just different people. It's just a bunch of people making decisions to be a part of something. The actions of one person can impact a community. I want you to write this down if you're taking notes or take a photo of it. Life change, life change may start with an individual decision. Because you can, you can choose to watch the live stream today. That's an individual decision. You can choose to come to church on a Sunday. You can choose to uh, finally join the, the mom and dad's club at your, at your kid's uh, dance studio or the little league team. You can finally choose to take that decision, to make that decision once. You can choose to be a part of that. You can choose to get baptized. You can choose to make a step of faith. You can choose to say, I'm going to lose weight. But that individual decision is sustained through community. That's why, uh, uh, I don't know how this might be showing my age. That's why a company like Weight Watchers has a weekly meeting. You can make a decision, I want to lose weight. And Weight Watchers says, cool, I'll see you every Monday for the rest of your life, basically. Because we're going to be in community together. You can choose to come to church on a Sunday, and and, and that's fun, and and I love having you here. But I want to invite you to sustain that exploration of faith through community. Don't let it stop at a small decision because life change starts there, but it is sustained through the community that we have an impact on together. The people that we put in our life impact us and our community, and our actions that we take impact the community around us. That's why I want to learn to embrace the differences of the people around me. I want to learn to embrace, and like I said, sometimes I do well at that. Most of the time, I don't. I'm on a journey just like you are. I don't have it figured out, and I'm telling you guys to come along and hurry up and meet me at the finish line. Sometimes I'm right in the middle. Sometimes I'm, on the, I'm in the back, and everyone else is way ahead of me, and I'm like, hey, let me know when you get there. Let me know when you figure that out along the way, because I want to learn from you. I want to be someone who learns to embrace the differences of the community around me. That's what I see in this concept from Paul in Romans 12 is we're all different, but we're all vital. That's what, makes, that's what makes this community powerful. That's what makes the community of the heart powerful. The differences of the, of the people that are here, that's what makes the, the, the community of San Marcus powerful. Is the diversity that we have, the different ways that we think, the different ways that we approach what matters in our community, what matters in our city, what matters in our family. If everyone thought like me, if, if, if Birdie, if my friend Bertie, if she thought like me, then we would miss out on a lot of details because Bertie helps me to think of details, especially when we're planning stuff for the heart or whatever it is. It's powerful for me to embrace that now. The, the thing I used, to, I used to give her a hard time for, now I'm like, that's exactly what I need from you, Bertie. Tell me everything that you're worrying about with this. Tell me everything that you think we've missed. What are the outcomes that I am not predicting? And I'm sure there's ways that I contribute to her, but I'm not sure she hasn't said them at all. I'll have her up here next Sunday for about 30 or 40 minutes, and you can talk through what I contribute to your life. I want to be the kind of people, I want to be the kind of community, especially as we, as we also before we leave, but as we move into the next year, I want us to be the kind of community that embraces the differences. Embraces the differences of the people that we live with, the children that we're raising our parents, the people that we work with. Embracing the differences doesn't mean agreeing. Embracing the differences doesn't mean that you are swayed either way. And it takes a maturity, it takes an intentionality to embrace the differences of others, especially when people think differently than us. But when we do that, if we do that, if we choose to do that, We only make our community stronger. Can you imagine if just the people in this room, just the 40 of us, if we decided this week and this week alone, I'm going to embrace the differences of everybody I have in my life, I'm going to expand my community past the people that are like me, that think like me, that watch the same movies I do, I'm going to expand that to people I meet. I'm going to embrace the differences for who they are, where they are. That's the kind of harmony and humanity that Jesus talks about. Speaking of one person's actions impacting a community. Jesus made a choice to teach, to train, to guide, to lead, and then he made a choice to die. Jesus was empowered to be who he was meant to be. You and I are no different. We are empowered by God to be who we were meant to be. If you could, I want you to pray for me. Can you bow your heads? Pray with me. (laughs) You can pray for me too. (laughs) God, thank you so much for today, for this opportunity. Thank you for being a God who has made us different. I pray we would be the kind of community, the kind of people that embrace the differences, the changes. I pray that we would see how our actions impact the community around us. And I pray that we would be impacted in all of the best ways by the community that we put around us. Help us to have our faith challenged, our thinking challenged, our values challenged, our hope challenged, our faith challenged, knowing that in those challenges, that is where the growth is. In those challenges, that is where we are stretched. And I pray that during all this, we could rely on you and trust in you, God. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.